This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Welcome back to our last segment this week on Reform This on the Blaze Radio Network. Your faithful American Muslim patriot unafraid to take on the largest Muslim organizations in the country who are Islamists that are rejectors of reform and expose their underbelly of, while they might be against terrorism, their underbelly of facilitation of theocracy of Islamism. And, as we learned this week, Secretary Jay Johnson decided to give a major address to them and on behalf of the rest of us Muslims who reject what ISNA stands for tell us that they seem to represent us which they do not he didn't even acknowledge that look at his words look at his speech see if he even acknowledged that there are Muslims that have debates internally no it was all about the racialization and it's not just the organization itself Yasser Qadi an imam that I've spoken to you about before who's called the Holocaust false propaganda and described Jews as crooked nose from just a few years ago. He was on that same panel with Jay Johnson. Muzam al-Siddiqui, the head, one of the former longtime heads of the Islamic side of North America, praised suicide bombers in 1995 and said those who die in the part of justice are alive and their place is with the Lord and they receive the highest position because this is the highest honor. Unquote. As Paul Sperry reminds us in his piece in counterjihad.com. During a 2000 rally outside the White House, Siddiqui opened, openly threatened the U.S. with violence if it continued to support Israel. America has to learn if you remain on the side of injustice, the wrath of God will come. Please, all Americans, do you remember that? He said. Siddiqui continued if you continue to do injustice and tolerate injustice, the wrath of God will come. Tarek Ramadan continues to speak. Jamal Bedawi, a founding father of the U.S. Muslim Brotherhood as exposed by FBI documents, also an Islamic Society of Boston board member, former board member, founding board member. And Tarek Ramadan's history is notorious of his not only familial descendancy from the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood, but his Ideas as outlined by Carolyn Forrest and Brother Tarek of his duplicity of ideas where he claims to be liberal and yet has rejected real feminism, real liberalism in Europe. I have to share with you, though, before we leave today, I have to share with you my experience with Islamic Society of North America. I did not, I do not say these things from afar. In 19, and I talk about this in my book, in 1995, as a naval officer, myself and the chief of endocrinology at Bethesda Naval Hospital decided to 
present a paper at the Islamic Medical Association. And at that association, we presented a paper on hormone regulation, and it went fine. Now, the Islamic Medical Association, the IMA, usually meets. I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but at the time, they still met before, right before ISNA, so that people would go two days to the IMA and then continue on with the convention. So we were there, finished on a Friday, had Saturday and Sunday to attend ISNA. We then attend the opening ceremonies of ISNA. At the time, now there are 50,000, 60,000. At the time, I believe there were about 20,000 people there. And again, the largest speeches were in the opening. And one of the longtime ISNA surrogates, CARE board members, again, CARE's Council on American, or for American Islamist Radicalization, Longtime care members, Siraj Wahaj was providing the keynote to the opening of ISNA. I sat listening. It was my first ISNA convention. I had heard about it, and many people had told me I should attend simply because for social reasons, also for educational, theological reasons. They have a lot of interesting panels, I was told. So I was in uniform, had presented my paper, and when you're on leave, usually you stay in uniform unless there's a reason not to be. Siraj Wahaj then goes on and starts giving this very flamboyant, magnetic lecture and speech in which he started to talk about responsibilities of American Muslims in lands of freedom. And my ears were perked. But then he started to talk about the evil and the decadence coming from Washington and that the president, because of his immorality, because of his support for abortion clearly had deviated from the Quran, had deviated from God's word. And he said the reason was not because of Bill Clinton himself, but it was because this society was not guided by the word of God as it should be, that the Constitution was simply a paper made by men, but rather countries that would have a Constitution. And he picked up the Quran and waved it and said, the only real countries are the countries. The only chance for a country is if it had a constitution. And we as Muslims should strive to have this book become the constitution of the United States. And I was listening to this from Siraj Wahaj, and I was floored. I, I seriously got lightheaded. I was 25 27 years old at the time and just floored at the fact that I was attending a meeting in which I was listening to something that was frankly seditious. So he finished his excoriation and whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, it's one thing to disagree on the position of the president and even our Supreme Court but it's another to say that it is our role to transplant the U.S. Constitution, which we are sworn to uphold and defend as our citizenship oath and the oath that I took as a naval officer, again, on top of my citizenship oath. It is another to listen and to say that we should supplant that. So I heard that. He then finished his absurd speech. And then they had 20, 30 minutes later opportunity for people to make announcements. So I went to the one of the microphones in the aisle 
And I said, my name is Lieutenant Zudi Jasser. I'm here on leave with the U.S. Navy. I had attended the Islamic Medical Association, and I had the misfortune of deciding to attend your opening meetings. And it was misfortune because your speaker is free to disagree with the politics of our president, as I certainly do, but he is our commander-in-chief, and our oath as citizens is to defend and protect the U.S. Constitution. And what he said that he wanted to do with that is sedition. I recommend anyone employed or sworn to work for the U.S. government to leave this meeting immediately, as I have, and I am publicly telling you this on the microphone, that I disavow any membership in the Islamic Society in North America. And my captain, my boss, and I left. I had to do that. I felt that that was my obligation to say it publicly. A few people came up to me and thanked me. The amazing thing to me was not only that that happened, but the silence of the members that were present there. I also remember attending some of the booths that they had in the bazaar there. And one of them was the Somali Relief Fund. And I had just returned from Somalia having served in Operation Restore Hope. And that Somali Relief Fund booth saw me in uniform. And they had pictures of Somali youth suffering. And those pictures then had words under it in which it said that the American troops were there to imperialize the Horn of Africa, that we there, we were there because of its strategic importance. I looked at that and was horrified. I told them, do you realize that we just came back, for, I just came back from there six months earlier, the ship that I joined had returned from Somalia, and that we were there to take food to the population there as our Marines went ashore to do that. And we were not there to imperialize Somalia, as your propaganda of nonsense says. This is what the Islamic Society of North America stands for. It's anti-American, and it might be cleaning up some of its fringes, but the core of it is a rotten cancer of Islamist ideology that is incompatible with American freedom and our U.S. Constitution. I have said this story not only in my book, A Battle for the Soul of Islam, but I have recounted it to some of the leadership at ISNA, and there's been no disavowal. There's been no programs from them in their millions spent nationally around to counter the Islamic State mentality to say that they will defend the U.S. Constitution. No programs to defend American ideals of freedom and liberty, to tell our kids that the ideal is to want to die for America and never to want to die for any Islamic State or any jihad to disavow violent jihad, to sign our Muslim Reform Movement Declaration. That would be the way to say that what I'm saying to you today is false. For them to own up to the ideas that I'm talking to you about and say that, well, we've evolved. We have now realized the error of our ways and we need to reform. We will rid our convention of the Islamists like Imam Umar, like the pro-Hezbollah, the pro-Hamas, the anti-Semitism. We will cleanse it of it and become pro-American. But no, these are not Americans that happen to be Muslim. These are Muslims who demand to be American. And they are a Salafi jihadi insurgency. And they may not openly 
admit to it, but the bottom line is, is they see Western secular liberal democracy as a threat to Islamic state identity. They are an identity movement, and the Secretary Johnsons of the world feed into that and have a symbiotic agreement with what they stand for. And I, as an American, am dedicated to reforming the ideas, reforming against the ideas, and hopefully, I pray, creating a movement that will ultimately counter theirs and drown theirs out and point out to America and the world that they are only 4% of the American idea. And globally, yes, Islamist movements are much larger, but they are still a minority, I believe. But they're just much more organized than the rest of us, so they win elections, they dominate our community. We have a lot of work to do. But I think the story that I told you about my personal experience with ISNA speaks volumes that this is not just anti-Muslim as CARE claims that our work is. It's actually pro-Muslim, pro-Islam, pro-reform. It is tough love to counter Islamism and counter the Islamist hate groups that I believe are hate groups that do not love American freedom and secular liberalism but hate it and instead believe in theocracy. So shame on you, Jay Johnson, for believing that these are the Muslims who represent us. Shame on you for not reaching out to reformers, you and your boss, uh, President Obama. Shame on you for ignoring the need for reform and not taking sides with reformers, or at least giving us a seat at the table. But as you said in your speech, you're on your way out. And that's the only good thing that happens with the movement of time is that eventually people go to different jobs. Hopefully, Americans will begin to realize that we are a dynamic, diverse community and will begin to share the ideas of reform and diversity. This is Zudi Jasser, your faithful podcast host. Thank you for joining me again this week on Reform This. God bless. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.